the glory, take all the honor, take all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. I'll start my deliberations from Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. And in case you don't know, this is my favorite scripture of all time. The Bible tells us in Second Timothy 2 and verse 2, that thou which you have heard of me among many witnesses, commit thou, commit to others, same, commit thou, same also, um, to faithful men who would um, run with it. Is that it? Yes. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. Let's read together. One, two, go. And the things... You have heard of me among many witnesses. The same commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. A Christian faith is like, it's not like, it's a, like, it's a relay race. You get the button, you pass the button, you keep passing the button until the whole world is littered for God. So that's what. Um, this is all about. So this morning I'll be speaking to us on the subject matter of mentorship. 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 What is mentorship? Or what is mentoring? Mentoring is, and as you saw in the scripture, um, this was Apostle Paul speaking to his mentee, Timothy. And he said to him, you have been with me for a long time. The things you have seen me do, the things you have heard me say, the things I've taught you, the things you have learned from me, teach others also. Teach. He didn't just say teach just anybody. He said, commit thou unto faithful, faithful men. But these days, I think one thing is scarce. It's not as if mentors are not there. But I want to argue on the side that these faithful men who are actually um, scarce. I pray that God will find you and I faithful in the mighty name of Jesus. Faithful men, commit thou also unto faithful men who would run, um, who would be able to teach others also. So what is, faith, what is mentorship or mentoring? Mentoring is a developmental partnership or relationship. Mentoring. The Bible says, can two work together except there's an agreement. So it's a developmental partnership or relationship through which one person shares knowledge, skills, information, and perspective to foster the personal, spiritual, and professional growth of someone. I'll take it again, and I'll take it very slowly in a way that we'll be able to assimilate it. Mentoring is a developmental partnership or relationship 
through which one person shares knowledge. Through which one person shares knowledge, skills, information, and perspective to foster the personal, number one, spiritual, number two, and professional growth of someone. What does the Bible say about mentoring? All through the Bible, although, sorry, the Bible does not use the words mentor, mentee, or mentoring. It, however, records successful mentoring relationships. For example, Jesus and his disciples. Um, another example, Barnabas and Paul. Another example, Paul and Timothy that we just read about. Another example, Naomi and Ruth. Another example, Elizabeth and Mary. Deborah and Barak. And many others. All are powerful examples of peers and the God-inspired actions they took to help each other develop. If we look at the case study of Moses and Joshua, Moses and Joshua, as a case study this morning, although Moses and Joshua probably did not sit down to negotiate a developmental relationship, calling each other mentor and mentee. Yet, the ingredients of mentoring are clearly seen in their relationship. Joshua entered with a respected man that changed his life forever. He became a frequent companion of Moses. Even though he was called a servant, for example, in Exodus 24 and verse 13, Exodus chapter 24 and verse 13, even though he was called a servant, in 13, the Bible says that, and Moses rose up and his minister, Joshua, and Moses went up into the mount of God. If you look at Exodus 33 and verse 11 as well, Exodus 33 and verse 11, Exodus 33 and verse 11, the Bible also tells us that, and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh to his friend, and he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. It was actually more of a colleague. Joshua was actually more of a colleague. Their mentoring relationship deepened and Joshua gained valuable knowledge, skills, and confidence. When their mutual trust increased, 
Moses allowed his mentee to accompany him to an, to an important meeting which none other than God or with none other rather than God. If you look at you can see that in Exodus chapter 24, 13 to 14 where we just read went to, God spoke to him face to face and Joshua was at the tabernacle. He didn't leave. He gained the trust of his mentor. He has already gained the trust of his leader. We are not sure that Joshua was actually with Moses in the presence of the Lord. But we know for certain that he was on the mountain and talked with Moses on their return to the camp. Imagine the incredible lessons Joshua received that day. There is a man who I'm privileged to, of course, he was our first pastor in our family church. So when he was sent to Australia to start RCCG in Australia. So whenever it comes to Nigeria, probably during special programs, drive him about, assist. I, I function more like his PA. And gradually, because he's a very senior pastor, was gradually, he was recently promoted to the level of an assistant general overseer, member of the governing council of RCCG. Of course, even the position he held before that, he didn't need appointment to see the general overseer and walk in to a Jew's office or mom's Jew's office anytime. Whenever he was going there, I go there with him as well. I go with him. Sometimes we get back into the car and we discuss. But why am I referencing that? It didn't start from there. It started from even days when you may need to send advance notice to that office. We're together. Started from the days when you see something like, this is what happened. And he will put his ears to the ground. And see if you will hear that information anywhere. So we began to build trust over time. The same happened between Joshua and Moses. Listen. Nobody can go far on their own. I'm telling you, I don't know for all those churches who say they've arrived. All those pastors who think they've arrived can only speak for the redeemed Christian Church of God. The structure in our CCG, your pastor has a pastor. 
your pastor's pastor as a pastor. Your pastor's pastor, pastor, as a pastor. So there's that accountability chain is so strong. Nobody just appears anywhere and says that I am the Alpha and Omega of this domain. Mentorship. Mentorship. I put something up on my status. And what is one of the ingredients of true and genuine mentorship? He says, that what I put up, he says, says, when you want to help people, tell them the truth. When you want to help yourself, tell them what they want to hear. They are two different things. You genuinely want to help people, tell them the truth. It may not sit well with them. They may not even accept it at the time. But understand that the seed is being planted the moment you speak to them and you tell them the truth. Moses demonstrated the wisdom of a mentor and trust in Joshua's gift and leadership. Potential and leadership potential by deciding to delegate an important task to Joshua. In Exodus 17 and verse 9. Exodus 17 verse 9. Exodus 17 verse 9. Moses said unto Joshua, choose, out, choose us out, men, and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill and, watch, and with the rod of God in my hand. He delegated a very important task to him. Listen, mentorship is not bread and beans. The last thing I remember that my boss told me after this convention, before he went, traveled back to his base, he asked me a question. And he said to me, Joseph, when am I conducting your funeral? That was what he told me. And I looked at him, funeral bow. I was very free with him like that. And he said to me, You need to die. You need to die. Die to self awareness. Die to the pleasure of this world. You need to die. You really want God to use you. Die to criticism. You need to die. You need to die to popular opinion. Because God doesn't move with trends. He moves however way he wants to move. A question to use your mentor. Who is that person that, God forbid, if, you killed, if your enemy killed someone today, 
please, if you don't open up to anybody, who is that person? Yeah, I did it. I'm sorry, ma, for letting you down. I'm sorry, sir, for letting you down. Who is your mentor? I don't choose mentors by sentiments. These are things that you need to prayerfully seek the face of God for. You need one. The world is so perverse already. You need one, to be honest. You need, <laughs> you need a mentor. Somebody you can pour your heart to. Somebody you know, you feel safe around. You need a mentor. I've watched people get to the point where they feel they don't need to ask questions anymore. Watch people go to the point where they feel like they don't need, they can't be vulnerable. Especially with people God has used to help them. I've seen people grow to the point where they feel like as that might be good, it might also be dangerous. Who is your mentor? Who is your mentor? I used to constantly ask someone, And I'll say to that person, I don't see your tight anymore. What's going on? Sister, if I ask you that question, I don't ask everybody that question. And in one of the occasions, the answer I got broke my heart to pieces. And you, know, you wonder, what's going on? Who is your mentor? Who is that person that can talk to you? Who is that person you feel answerable to? Ah, I'm, I'm, I can do anything I want. I'm not a baby. I'm not... Ah. It was recently, because Pastor Bishop Oedeko celebrated his birthday, that I realized that that man that follows him and dresses like him, he would always see that man around him. Then I realized that that man is even older than him. Maybe by two or three years. I think the only thing I've not seen that man do is to lie down and ask Bishop to climb his head. So this thing is not a function of, you don't grow out of mentorship. You don't. When Jesus came, 
and he was speaking. He wanted to go to the house of that leader who's, um, who, had, who was afflicted. And the centurion servant said to him, he said, the reason why I have authority, why I would tell any servant in my master's house to go and they go, come and they come, is because I, am, I have remained under authority. The day that the Jew preached about this subject matter, I saw this thing from a different light entirely. With your mentor. Are you answerable to? Is your accountability partner? Yes. Your mother can be. Your husband can be. Your wife can even be. But those are sentimental relationships. That's the truth. Those are sentimental relationships. I tell someone, I told one of my friends who had issues with his wife. I said, if by now you don't know your wife's mumu button, then you people have been wasting your time. If you don't know what to say to your wife now, and she will let down her guard, if you don't know what to say to your husband now, and he will let down, then you have been wasting your time, in my own opinion. So those are sentimental relationships. I have been privileged to sit in front of at the Jews' office many times. I've never seen anybody go into that office and spend 30 minutes on maybe the day of a special program. And it doesn't chase them. But that's just not a place where you go to and sit down. I just want to see your face. I just want to see if you are okay. And, you know, talk, you know, say baseless things. It is business. So that's what your relationship with your mentor should be like. Of course, there are times that some mentors will want to, you know, so that come down to, any, to their mentee's level. That's okay. But you must understand. You must know what you are doing. I'll stop here. It's nine o'clock. Um, committed to. I still have a lot of things to do. Why do we need mentors? What mentoring is not. Benefits of mentoring. Mentoring as a tool to measure leadership success. Avoiding the pitfalls of mentorship. Maybe I'll speak about that next week. I don't know. But I will stop here because of time. Can we please rise as we pray? Let's just go ahead and talk to God. Father, we commit to this service.
into your hands, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Do what only you can do. Have your way, O Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, O Lord. Come on, Tabanaku in our midst. In the name of Jesus. Come on, do what only you can do. We ask for your presence. Sweet Holy Spirit. Come on, Tabanaku in our midst, O Lord. Father Lord, make it very impossible, Lord, for anyone to come here today and live the same way they have come. In the mighty name of Jesus. Go ahead and talk to God. Go ahead and talk to God. Speak, speak out, speak out. Go ahead and talk to God. Go ahead and talk to God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You know, I forgot to mention. I'm done. I forgot to mention. You know, there was a particular time, sometime last year. I think it was last year, towards the end of last year. November, December last year. That I was suspended for three weeks. About three weeks. Just came to church, sat down. I was told not to even come here at all. That's one of the rules your mentors play in your life. Supervised it. Saw letters flying all over the place to the provincial pastor that need Joseph to step down. They need time for self-reflection, for self-evaluation. I'm telling you the truth. Those are some of the things. And after the whole thing, got a letter that I should go back to my duty post. He called me. And he asked me, he said, you must really hate me right now. I said, I don't hate you. He said, did you see any, any need for that suspension? I said, yes, sir. Said, what did you learn from it? Of course, it was a very annoying conversation that I didn't really want to have. Said, but you do know I'm your father. And I did the best for you at this time. Sometimes might be going on a very fast lane and you just need someone to help you. The Lord bless you as we go for Sunday school.